0: Curtain Kate Mornings, not just on the radio.
1: It's a podcast, too.
0: Blogger Barbara Ann Kelly writes this, I consider myself to be a relatively capable person. I know that I have limits, but I thought my capabilities outweighed them. I used to believe that God wouldn't give me more than I could handle until he started giving me more than I could handle.
1: And that is a place all of us have been or will be in the future. We talked with her about her article, Learning Dependence on the Lord.
0: Blogger Barbara Ann Kelly is with us here this morning on this Friday. Hi, Barbara Ann. How are you?
1: Oh good morning I'm very well thank you
0: We have to Thanks for you. having me thank yeah, you Yeah we have to welcome you the right way I'm uh, sorry I just I'm sure
1: you never heard that before, but we enjoyed it. <laughs> no, I love it. Thank you. Oh, yes. <laughs>
0: uh, thank you for making time to hang out with this crazy bunch. Uh, oh,
1: wow. oh, I'm blessed to be here. Thanks.
0: Well, let me. Uh, you, we talk about sometimes uh, Bible verses that are not in the Bible. Here's one mm-hmm. of them mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: God never gives you more than you can handle. That is not true.
1: No, that's a bumper sticker. Right. Yep. Yeah, and that is very not true.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and that's kind of what you're talking about uh, in the blog that we have highlighted here about dependence upon God. Uh, You know, how how did you, uh, why did you focus on this in particular? What was the catalyst for this?
1: Well, uh, early this summer, it's fall now, but early this past summer, my husband um, had an accident and ended up in the emergency room, not once, but four times within a couple of weeks and he was as a result of his accident he was unable to bear weight on either leg so he was in a wheelchair and had to learn how to function in a wheelchair and um, and then once we got home and had kind of a good week at home then he had this unbearable pain in his chest was afraid he was having a heart attack And then we three times in one week had to call 911 and ended up back in the emergency room only to learn that because of his inactivity in the wheelchair, he developed a blood clot in one of his Mm -hmm. legs that was throwing small clots into his lungs. (sighs) And those are, in case you've never had them, unbearably painful. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And there was nothing I could do to help him besides call 911. You know. Yeah. So we were we were completely helpless. Yeah. And that's you know, uh, it's a horrible place to be, but it's kind of the best place we should all end up being. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, we we are learning once again, over and over again, that the Lord is still at work, the Lord is still close even in the darkest place i mean it was it was at nighttime usually when i'm sitting in this emergency room and they'd pump him full of medication to take care of his pain and put him back to sleep and i'd be sitting there in the most uncomfortable chair they could find yes of course in the dark yes <laughs> and just praying mm-hmm. and that's where the lord needed me to be at that point that's he needed me there so that i could learn that he is what I need.
0: This whole idea of control, you know, I have control (gasps) over all of this stuff in my life. Maybe we don't actually verbalize it and and say it out loud, but we think about that. It is a a total illusion, isn't Mm it?
1: It sure is. And it's just hardwired into us that we all have control issues. We, We think that Even driving in traffic, well, I see the route I'm going to take, and I'm going to be fine, but you don't know what the next person's going to do. But the one who is in control is the one who created the heavens and the earth, and he named the stars, and he knit us together in our mother's wombs, and he knows the plans that he has for us, and he's the only one who has the power and the authority to accomplish these things in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so who else, who better to trust and to hand that control over to yes. as if it's even ours to hand it? You
0: know? Yeah, That's so true. And could I ask you how it turned out with your husband?
1: It has turned out very well. Thank you. We've had a very quiet summer Um, and he has been recently released to bear full weight on one of his legs and to start bearing weight on his other leg. He's not wearing the braces on his back and his one leg anymore. He still has the boot for his foot. So he's starting to get around with a walker, which is, it's, it's interesting to see him standing again. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, it's been a it's while. It's great. It's exhausting, but it's uh, it's wonderful to know that he's on the right path and and progressing in his healing.
0: This whole idea of feeling like we're adequate to okay, so the world tells us that uh, you need to think uh, more highly of yourself, as if we need that anyway. <clears throat> all right, pride is always uh, a problem. It's the root of yeah. uh, all kinds of sin. We know that's that's true. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm a pretty capable person. I can do this. I can do that. It's almost like uh, you're living off your resume, so to speak, you know, and living off your social media posts, you know, and getting your identity from that. But you you feel like, you know, I can I can handle this. I can. And, and God inevitably in his great love will put us in positions like in situations like what you're just describing, where we suddenly realize I'm flat on my back. Lord, if you don't intervene, Mm -hmm. then I've got nothing. If you don't show up, then I'm toast. And he puts us in those positions because he wants to see us grow in our faith and not listen to what Mm -hmm. the world says that says, you know, if it's going to be, it's up to me.
1: Right, right. And if there's anybody in Scripture who was assured of himself, it was Peter, I mean, impulsive Peter, he was always ready to jump to the front of the group and say, I've got the answer. Let's do this. Um, You know, Lord, I'm not going to abandon you. You say everyone's going to abandon you, but no, I'm right here with you and I'll be here. And Jesus sets him straight. He says, no, you are going to fall away. You're going to deny me. Um, But be assured, I have prayed for you so that your faith may not fail the most important thing for peter was his faith Hmm. and in the end he ended up flat on his face yep and was just he was destroyed by that and in the end of the book of john we see that the lord restored him so very gently and compassionately to his ministry and then the next thing we see is in the book of Acts, Peter is standing up and proclaiming the gospel to thousands of people, and even in front of the very men he was terrified of, those who had dragged his Lord off to Pontius Pilate to be crucified, he stood there and said, nope, I'm going to preach the gospel. And mm. what did that but the Lord Jesus Christ? Mm.
0: Yeah. Amen. I love that. Yeah, you know, and you refer to uh, John chapter twenty-one, the resurrected Jesus walking with his disciples after breakfast, and uh-huh. and uh, the whole idea of uh, Peter and and John and um, and Jesus had just restored Peter, as we're talking about, and and they're walking along, and and then Jesus pretty much outlines what is ahead for Peter. You know, one day, yeah. in other words, you are going to be martyred for uh, your faith in me. And then Peter, he's so human, isn't he? He's just Mm -hmm. so human. He turns and and looks at John, and and he says, well, what about him? And Jesus says, (laughs) if I want him to remain uh, until I come back, what is that to you? Mm -hmm. You follow Follow me. me. Don't look at somebody else. I have a plan for your life you follow me, don't be looking at the guy in the next lane. You stay in your lane and keep your eyes fixed on me. That's so instructive, isn't it?
1: Exactly, it sure is. And the lane that he had for Peter was magnificent. It was, he was part of the foundation of building the church, and this was what God had for him. And reading his letters in First Peter, just chapter one. He's talking about our living hope and the the inheritance that's waiting for us. And we're being guarded through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed. And he says, in this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you've been grieved by various trials. So that, here's the purpose, the tested genuineness of your faith more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ." We talk, you were talking about our own pride and how we want to be able to stand up and do things on our own and pat ourselves on the back. This genuine faith that is proven by these trials isn't for our praise and glory it's for the praise and glory of the lord who is accomplishing it in us Mm -hmm. we are the trophies we're the little trophies on his mantle yeah but the lord is the one who gets the glory for what he does through us
0: and and i know we have some people barbara Ann, who are listening this morning obviously they're probably dealing with some stuff in their life and they're in the thick of it right now and It's not easy, Um, but this is one of the reasons why, I mean, the primary reason why we want to walk closely with Jesus is because we love him. We want that vibrant relationship with him. We want God's presence in our lives. And every time we pick up the word, you know, it doesn't mean we're going to have something jump off the page and really impact us that particular moment, although that tends to happen to me a lot, a lot. But there are some Mm -hmm. days when I'm like, um, did I really get anything out of this? Do I remember what I read? But if we show up each and every day, we're making deposits uh, into our mind, into our spirits, into our faith account. And maybe we don't even realize it, but when you don't know what to do, the wisest thing to do is spend time with the Lord because Mm -hmm. that adds up over time. And then when you are facing a challenge— then suddenly you have his strength to draw upon. You have withdrawals that you make from that faith account. And we need to keep that in mind. Yes, we want to walk with the Lord because we love him and we want to be close to him and have that that fellowship, but also it helps to prepare us for the challenges where he's stretching our faith. And I just think of, uh, thinking of Peter again. You know, when Jesus said, hey, uh, Peter, uh, Satan wants to sift you like wheat, but mm-hmm. I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail and when you have returned you will encourage your brothers Jesus prays for us isn't that neat
1: that is one of the most comforting things to learn in scripture uh, Paul talks about it in Romans 8 that the and the author of Hebrews also the that Jesus is interceding for us he is He is not inactive right now in heaven. He's not kicking back because He accomplished His work. He is still interceding for us, praying for us, and praying for us exactly according to the Father's will. And the Holy Spirit takes our prayers and shapes them to match the will of the Father. Um... We have so many things that we pray for. And like I wrote in the post that there are times when we don't even have the words to pray. I didn't even know what I needed. My friends were texting, what do you need? How can we help? I have no idea, Mm -hmm. no idea, but the Lord knew what I needed and I knew that he was praying for me and that his purposes would come out of this, even though at the time I was so tired, I couldn't see straight.
0: The Lord giving us more than we can handle, that's out of His grace and kindness, so we can know Him in a brand new way, and, you know, our God can become bigger in our lives. So many times we tend to shrink Him down, not intentionally, but whatever you focus most on, that's what becomes bigger, and if you focus more on your problems, challenges, then they become bigger than God, which is crazy, because... He's the God of the universe. You have to right-size God and make that decision each and every day and show up. Hey, Barbara Ann, this has been such a great conversation. I love it.
1: Yes, thank you so much. I've been so blessed to be here with you. Thanks for listening to Curtain Gate Mornings Podcast. Please take a minute to follow, subscribe, and review us. And no matter where in the world you are, you can listen to us live from 6 to 9 a.m. weekdays on the Moody Radio app.